This is a Federal News Network podcast. Borrowing a program from the Defense Department, the Homeland Security Department's Science and Technology Directorate recently launched a hacking for Homeland Security effort. Its goal is to find or adapt new technologies needed for DHS missions. One component of the program is a national academic course. For more on the course, we turn to the former Region 8 Administrator of FEMA, Lee DiPaolo. Mr. DiPaolo, good to have you on. It's great to be here. Thank you. And Colorado School of Mines Associate Professor Sid Saleh. Professor Saleh, good to have you on. Great to be here, Tom. All right, so we have FEMA and we have the Science and Technology Directorate, two different kind of pieces of DHS. Tell us what it is that uh, you're looking to accomplish here. Lee, let's start with you. So we're looking to partner with an academic institution, and we're introduced virtually initially to Sid and the team at Colorado School of Mines, which coincidentally is uh, very close in proximity to the uh, FEMA Region 8 headquarters. And so we had an initial meeting with Sid and went down there just to see what was within the realm of possibilities. We knew about the Hacking for Defense program, and we sort of evolved into what it could look like moving forward for FEMA, and particularly in the emergency management arena initially. That was how we started the ball rolling for this one. And Sid, how does the School of Mining impinge on what FEMA might be doing? It sounds like something more like for the Department of the Interior. Well, so we are one of the top-rated engineering schools in the country, and we thrive on working with government entities, commercial entities, what have you, to innovate and help deal with challenges. And so when uh, Lee approached us, this was a phenomenal opportunity to say, what can bright young students kind of bring as a fresh perspective to some of the challenges that they're dealing with? And the whole point of it is to collaborate. And so this was an opportunity for us to kind of say, We don't care if it's this department or that department, but Lee and his team were just so thoughtful and innovative. Now, the first course in Hacking for Homeland Security, according to the release, is being held at the Colorado School of Mines. What is the content of it? What is it you're teaching and who are you teaching it to? So here at Mines, we um, launched this first pilot course and we just actually concluded it. The whole idea behind the course is We uh, team up, so Lee and his team submitted to us a number of challenges. And then we took those challenges, and each challenge has a sponsor. So in my class, we have teams of students take on one challenge and work collaboratively every week with the sponsor of the problem from Lee's organization. So it's a team of students plus a FEMA person or two or three. And every week, they work very closely First, on understanding what is the actual problem, the the specific details of it, and framing it in a way where we could deliver some results on it. And then we iterate on solutions collaboratively. So we test new ideas with the buy-in of the sponsor who has to sort of uh, implement the solution eventually. And Lee, what are some of the challenges that you've presented to be taught to these would-be hackers for Homeland Security? Ultimately, we presented about 20 challenges, but the students narrowed it down and formed teams uh, based around seven problem sets, some of which were emergency management related and some weren't. We uh, had uh, one of our partners, the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, or CISA, the Region 8, had a a cyber-related problem in there. We had the state of Colorado uh, as a partner, state emergency management, and they had a training-related problem. From an emergency management perspective, we had uh, one related to power outage. We had wildfires. We had, in general, uh, preparedness type of problem sets, uh, COVID-related. And uh, so it ran the spectrum between the here and now and 
some of the things that uh, that we always think a lot about what to do in the case of a of a mass power outage. So outstanding uh, set of problems that the students worked on. We're speaking with Lee DiPaolo. He is former Region 8 Administrator of FEMA and with Professor Sid Saleh of the Colorado School of Mines. And let me ask you, Professor Saleh, so many agencies tend to approach new problems and challenges and new courses with hackathons and looking at this from a computer coding standpoint. But many of the problems here, grid, fire protection, and so on, are really, I guess, more engineering than something you can code into a solution. The term hacking has been generalized and really used away from hacking for computer purposes. You know, hacking software, hacking code, hacking networks. We're thinking of it in terms of life hacking or challenge hacking. So maybe a better term is creative problem solving. So we have engineering students who've learned so much engineering, science and technology, math, all that. But now you give them a chance to say, put it all to work and see what kind of creativity can you bring to these challenges. And so it becomes a wonderful interaction between the students who are, uh, they have no baggage, no prior knowledge of any of the constraints. They learn about those constraints, but they talk to their sponsor partners. You know, what if we tried this? What if we tried that? And some of that fresh thinking triggers the sponsors into, yeah, we haven't given that much thought before, or why not try it? And Amazing things happen when you have this kind of interaction. And I imagine even though these are problem solvings in the real world, in the physical world, and require engineering, and they're not coding and computer science problems, they must be informed by data, nevertheless, which could lead you to a proper engineering solution, I guess. And so, Lee, what kinds of data sets and, and information do you provide so that the students have what they need to input into what solutions they might come up with? It's the expertise that we pair with the students. So, for example, I'll take the power outage problem set. We had uh, one of our planners uh, within FEMA Region 8 that was a mentor to the students, and they could reach out at any kind of questions they had. If our person didn't know the answer, we would get them to the right person to be able to help them work through that problem set and get to their solution. And not every solution that the students came up with was directly engineering related either. These are engineering students, but they get a chance to learn entrepreneurial skills. And oftentimes, one of the most unique things that one of the teams worked through was the preparedness related. And they came up with a game solution where they said to to help people, if you played a game, uh, sat down around the table and walked through different things that talked about preparedness. You earn points, you you lost points as you work through it was very unique uh, when they presented that. And we had some headquarters personnel on and they were very excited about that particular project and maybe seeing if they could move that forward with some grant money or what have you. So the solutions run the gamut from the the more technical engineering type solutions to uh, just a very creative problem solving. Yeah, Sid Lee started to answer my next question. In this case, the output was a game type of approach. What are some of the outputs that the students come up with besides essays? that can uh, help Homeland Security and FEMA? So in one case, a team uh, came up with a dashboard that helps FEMA and local uh, emergency management folks direct people who are evacuated to the right place and even paired it up with like a Google map that would show roadblocks and things to avoid. Can you imagine if you're trying to point someone to go from point A to point B in a normal situation, you just follow the Google map or any other map and you'll get there. But if there's a disaster and the map needs to be reflecting the ways around, the detours that you need to take 
plus the availability of space and all these different things. So that was phenomenal. We also had a team that worked with helping emergency management folks who conduct the training of the local people. And they figured out a way to take the physical three-day course, for example, and make it virtual and make it a lot more efficient and effective for everyone involved. So that was super exciting. And that's the thing. The, the key behind what the students deliver and how we've structured the course is that we never set out tackling a challenge with a predetermined perception of what the outcome will look like. We simply say the objective is to try to move the needle on solving the problem. All right, and Lee and FEMA is delivered with a stack of really great solutions. What happens next? We look at uh, what we may be able to build on and where they may go after the fact. In some cases, you, know, you may have the, the mentor at FEMA that picks something up and uh, pushes that uh, forward to the headquarters. In other cases, students may continue to want to work on the problems to further define them because they do a lot in one semester, but they only have one semester. The Colorado School of Mines is a amazingly challenging school and they're delivering their solutions to us at the same time they're in final exams and everything else so i really admire the caliber of talent that uh, they have at, at Colorado school of mines so it, it will vary by project the example i gave you before the gaming project is something that our headquarters has now picked up and is looking at uh, where that may go so a wide variety of of options uh, moving forward lee DePaulo is former region 8 administrator of fema thanks so much for joining me Thank you. And Sid Saleh is Associate Professor at the Colorado School of Mines. Thank you. Pleasure to be here, Tom. We'll post this interview along with a link to more information at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. 